Welcome to Play Mode, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of ABA therapy. Here, we interview professionals in the industry to provide you the best tips and techniques to teach essential life skills to children on the spectrum and other developmental disorders. I'm your host, Angelica Gatlin, and I'm thrilled to guide you through this journey. I'm here to answer your most frequently asked questions, debunk common myths, and provide you with the latest research practices in ABA and PRT. So grab your coffee or tea and get ready to learn, grow, and have some fun with us. Welcome to a very special episode. Today, we have the privilege of hearing from Kiki Godfrey, an extraordinary mother who not only cares for two children with autism, but also embraces her own autistic identity. Join us as we listen to her unique perspective informed by her personal experiences and the expert guidance of BCBA, Kelsey Kerrigan. Together, they'll encourage us to challenge ourselves and others, ultimately transforming how we view neurodiversity. Hi, everyone. This is Kelsey Kerrigan. I use she, her pronouns, and I am the training manager at InSteps and also a clinical supervisor. And I am here today with my friend Kiki Godfrey, and I will let her introduce herself. So tell us who you are, what you do, and what you care about. Sure. Um, Thanks, Kelsey. Um, I'm Kiki, and I'm a LENS alumni, a faculty member, disability advocate, public speaker, writer, researcher, and mother to two boys who um, are autistic as well. Um, I've participated in numerous symposium panels related to neurodiversity, and I co-authored an article focused on unmet patient and family needs of autism. I'm a graduate student at Southern New Hampshire University majoring in child and developmental psychology, and I'll be graduating at the end of this year, so I'm super excited about that. I'm currently partnering on projects, including the Self Advocates and Lend Sale Leadership Steering Committee and the AUCD Plain Language Advisory Group. Uh, My interests include language and terminology related to autism, refining diagnostic criteria to be more inclusive, disability rights, and supporting other autistic women and mothers. So basically you do it all. I I would love to, honestly. (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you again for being here today. Um, So let's just start off by talking about what does being autistic mean to you? It's such a big question, but I I tried as as hard as I could to kind of, you know, narrow it down. Um, Being autistic means that I see, think, feel, and experience the world differently than most others. Um, It often sometimes feels like I'm an alien, (laughs) if you can imagine that, or someone who grew up in a different culture. Um, You know, no matter where I go, other people are speaking a different language and there's this set of social norms that I'm constantly trying to understand. Um, Being autistic is definitely a culture. We see and recognize our own people. Um, Imagine what it would be like to travel in a different country and hear someone speak your language and all of a sudden there's like this spark of recognition. Um, You know, that happens a lot. you know, within the autistic community, we see others and we recognize traits in ourselves. Um, being autistic means constantly having to navigate a world that is designed for people who are not autistic, having to find ways to cope with society that doesn't always understand us. It means living with a disability that is often um, invisible to others. 
But most of all, autism means unapologetically being myself, not accepting bias, and I wouldn't want it to be any other way. Thank that was so beautifully put. <laughs> so insightful. <laughs> so thank you. That was a wonderful answer. Um, so what is something about autism you wish that more people knew or understood? Yeah, something about autism, um, you know, that I want more people to know about is that there isn't a one size fits all definition of autism because every person's unique, um, which means that if every autistic person has their own strengths and challenges, um, you know, just like anybody else. Um, and autistic people can contribute a great deal to society if they're given the opportunity to do so. Um, for myself, you know, I think differently. I have strong interests that other people might not understand. Um, I have a great attention to detail. I like my routines. Um, I prefer not to be around large groups of people and large is like anything more than probably four or five people, <laughs> just, just to be honest. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I challenge this all the time by doing speaking events in front of large numbers of people. And, you know, I may seem like outwardly calm, but inside I am freaking out. Um, you know, one of my friends calls this having an excellent poker face. Um, I have never played poker, but who knows, I might be good at it. <laughs> You know, oftentimes I'll choose like having some sort of stim, <clears throat> something I can like squeeze or fidget to help compensate with this for the stress and anxiety that I'm feeling. Um, you know, I have sensitivities to bright lights, loud noises, and I don't like being in large crowds with lots of noise and people everywhere because it's really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've always found socialization difficult outside of predetermined situations like work or school. Um, I might look at somebody not enough or too much. Um, I might talk about things that other people don't don't like or want to engage in. Um, uh, I might try to. I oh, I also may not want to engage in a in a discussion or situation that I don't know about. Um, and I struggle with this, especially when I'm with new people or people I don't know well. Um, even if I tell people, hey, I'm autistic and I have these challenges and I list them out, they still don't really understand what that means. So it makes it hard to maintain friendships and do social activities. Thank you for your vulnerability and seeing all of that and letting us know. Um, yeah, I agree that all of those are so important for to understand that, that how um, autism can present itself, so yeah. Um, so on a similar note then, how can behavior therapists and people that provide services and support to autistic people, um, what can we do better? What can we do well? Yeah, I think that behavior therapists can better support the autistic community by listening to the community and involving them in decisions. Um, using plain and inclusive language to make big concepts easy to understand. Um, and not babying or treating autistic adults like children. That's probably one of the worst things people do to me that makes me extremely mad. Um, you know, even if I don't come out and say it, <clears throat> 
And, um, you know, it reminds me, you know, of situations where people, um, you know, recently have been like, you have children, you have a family, you have a job, you have a house. And it's like, yeah, don't you have those things? I mean, it's, it's, it's very patronizing, um, you know, and it, it's just like, you know, th I wish people would think about these things before they said them, honestly. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're talking to another adult and, and, and no matter what, how they may seem to you, it's like that you're still talking to another adult. So just, just consider that, please. <laughs> and, um, you know, autism isn't a disease, disorder or illness and don't treat it like it is. Um, using maladaptive or pathologizing language to talk about autism as part of what contributes to poor self-esteem and depression in the community. Um, if you go around telling people there's something wrong with them, especially a community with high rates of depression, anxiety, poor self-esteem, you're really setting them up for disaster. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> being autistic comes with challenges that uh, doesn't mean it's fundamentally bad or wrong. For many people, it's part of an identity that makes us who we are. It's something to celebrate and be proud of. We deserve to live our lives based on who we are, not people, not who people think we should be. Um, and while working in collaboration with the individual or family on things like communication, socialization, daily living, life skills, it can drastically improve outcomes. Um, but this doesn't have to come at the expense of the individual which is why you know reframing current medical language to promote positive self-concept and acceptance is paramount to the success of the autistic community mm -hmm. those are fantastic recommendations <laughs> definitely things we can try to implement more for sure and that's a wrap for this episode of play mode podcast we hope you enjoyed listening to our discussion We'd like to take a moment to thank our listeners for tuning in and continued support. Without you, this podcast wouldn't be possible. If you have any feedback or topics you'd like us to cover on future episodes, please feel free to reach out to us. You can find our contact information in the show notes or in the description. 